Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, America House of Long Shadows. America House of Long Shadows stands as a testament to both men and nations. Herein lies the truth. In the House of Long Shadows we find an epitaph in America. Do not miss this post. The work unveiled Opus Potestis Revelare. The work unveiled Opus Potestis Revelare. It is revealed, unveiled, and is here in front of us. Since the days of John the Revelator, we have had this information, but today we are living it. Do not miss this post. Grace going forward from here. Grace is a tool to access God's mercy which flows out of His love for us. As we move forward in our lives, His favor of grace keeps us, guides us, empowers us through His Holy Spirit and His Word. Do not miss this post, Patient Endurance and Righteousness. Patient Endurance greets the end of days with a gasp. The eyes behold, the ears hear but the heart at times is unwilling to move ahead. For chaos is reaping her reward, while the turmoil of men and women shakes the very soul. In the latest post on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post. Authority over the nation's classic Warren Radio series and its four episodes. Authority over the nations, and this includes America, We flaunt sins and call for more blatant sins to be acknowledged as normal. No matter who the nation is, their sins will be found out on the day of judgment, which approaches. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting, The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn.
Greetings. Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. I'm the watchman, Dana Smith, welcoming you This is usually our Friday morning broadcast where it has a little different tone to it, a little more discussion, discussion. and uh, we are going through the governor of the nations. We're in part seven. This is the day of the trumpet. And we'll get to that in a while. But you know, as everything continues to melt down under the Biden administration, you know, in our neck of the woods, oil and gas, uranium, we had all of those, always have. And all my life I've been around uranium, and uh, the byproducts, oil, coal, natural gas, propane. We've had an economy that ran on that, and we saw under Obama how he tried to destroy it. And he really caused a lot of damage here as far as the closure of mines and uh, loss of jobs. Yeah, thanks Barack Obama. Now, Barack Obama is back in the, or, (laughs) I know what I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. He's in ecstasy now that Biden's in there and Biden doesn't, you know, is being, I believe he's being used and abused. But the fact of it is, everybody up there is pushing a coup d'etat of America to destroy it. Thomas Homan, who knows how to protect the border and work during a time that the border was protected, came out and said that he, the Republicans in both the House and the Senate should not be cooperating with any Democrats until Biden solves the border crisis. And I've said all along, going clear back, no man, I don't care if he is the president, should have the power to manipulate the border, keep it open, allow millions of people in, of whom have no right to be here illegally, and to whom Biden and the Democrats are giving quarter money, support, and food. And he's violating the Constitution, which they don't care about, that says we have a right to be secure in our person and in our borders. And Biden and the Democrats all, it it is a war against Trump, the MAGA patriots, Christians even, and anybody else. They, They have a war against the blacks who are, you know, if they're a Republican and supported Trump, oh boy, they're, they're in bad shape with them. They don't like them at all. We are divided. We're headed to hell. And, you know, the bottom line of it is for the Republicans, and and including our own Liz Cheney, who is so proud to be on a committee of the J6ers, which was set up by the FBI and the Democrats. Now, I've been on record saying I would have never been in D.C., I can smell a rat in a trap a mile away. The minute I seen that, I said they shouldn't go. They shouldn't have any kind of a meeting, nothing in the devil's territory. And make make no mistake, D.C. is the devil's territory. Everybody needs to pull out of there. 
and they need to burn down that damn capital up there. If they're not going to be fair and honest and serve the Lord God, it doesn't deserve to be there. Because we are a wicked nation, and unless you repent, you ain't going to have a nation. And when we have myriads of women, young girls, you know, teenage girls, who are making war because of uh, Roe v. Wade decision that hasn't come out yet, because they've been taught that it's their body, their choice. It is not your body, your choice. That body, including the soul in that body, belongs to the Lord God. And it is he who has determined the two sexes, male and female. Now you can postulate, pontificate, and be crazy and demonstrate but that does not change the fact of what the Lord God has done. Now, you either are going to accept his rule or you're going to rebel. Now, we already know what's going to happen. We've known, I've known for decades, many, many Christians, pastors, if they know what they're doing and haven't sold themselves out to uncleanness and the devil, and that happens, we already know. That there's going to be a rebellion. Psalm 2 describes it. The apostles also talked about a time how lawlessness would take over. We're here, baby. But see, in spite of all of that, you have to live your lives. You have children, grandchildren. What hope are you going to offer them? I'll tell you what hope. And that is you need to stand up and you need... We need a massive uprising instead of sitting on our butts, allowing all these illegals to come in through the southern border. And, and I'm well versed in illegals because I live in a state that we've always had illegal coming across the border. There was a time... And I grew up in an industry where I was working alongside illegals all the time. And I was the boss. But I didn't hire him. There wasn't that big a deal. Ice would come along and suddenly everybody I was working with disappeared and I was standing there alone because they went out the back door as soon as ice came in the front door. That was many, many, many years ago. It's a little different today. Ice don't even bother, I think, to do anything with them. We have too many coming across the border. There's no way to stop them. And that's what Biden wants. That's what the Democrats want. And uh, I was talking about the reason that people would want that long before Obama was in office. I warned about Obama. We knew about Obama from Africa, a lot of us, the research. We were covering that. Nobody listened, though. Americans don't listen. And many of those making the decisions don't listen. This has been a setup from day one. And pastors, Christian pastors in Africa are the ones that gave the word to us. And it came to us via another um, uh, very popular woman preacher, teacher, who had been in Africa working, preaching the gospel. But today... It's a mess. Your kids aren't safe. Your grandkids aren't safe. America's not safe. Now you know why Joe Biden, shortly after he got elected, they put a fence around the White House and around the Capitol, and they erected more, even more, around the justices 
because of their the recent riots. The bottom line of it is, if you cannot get justice in the courts, which you can't, there's a lot of judges that are wicked and they're evil, just the way they were in Israel. There was no justice there. They were all politically motivated, and that's what these are. No fair justice. When you can't get justice in the courts, if you can't get justice in the district courts, the federal courts, if you can't get justice from Congress, there's only one avenue left for a, a citizenry to do, and that is war. And they will do it every time. Except in this case, in America, Americans are so used to being told what to do, believing that their system of votes were, will always come out okay. Well, they're not going to come out okay because that's been politicized and people cheat and they justify it. So right now, even if Trump, you know, were to say that he would run, the next election, there's no way to stop the people from cheating again because not all the states were behind trying to solve the issue because that's the way they won. Joe didn't win. He was put in so they could do their stuff. They knew with Joe that they could manipulate him. But you see, that's the way it is. It's going to go on. We have wickedness worldwide. We have corruption. I've said this many times, and we find this out really clearly when we cover the persecution of the Christian church worldwide. In every nation, we have issues with the persecution of Christians. We find it leads to one place and one place only the leaders of the country, every time. North Korea, Christians, you know what it's like over there, at least you should, how bad it is and they're oppressed. Well, that's because of the leaders, Kim Jong-un. You get in China. They've had a big crackdown, continue to have a crackdown. And that's because of the Communist Party running it. Now, Z is facing some political pressures, and there's word that he might step down. Because he's crossed a point where some of them in the Communist Party don't like. Some of them don't mind being a communist, but they like that capitalism and the money it brings in. So they're not in tune, and, and neither are those in Russia. Putin has overstepped himself. But both Xi and Putin both shook hands, and they were planning on causing World War III by nukes if they had to because uh, Putin wanted the Ukraine, and he wanted all of it. He just didn't want a part. That's baloney. And Xi wants Hong Kong, Taiwan. They want all that quarter of the South Seas. Well, so what? Like they say, people in hell want ice water. The bottom line of it is, is that you need to pay attention and monitor what's going on and don't just sit there and make sure you're voting for the right person who's going to defend your border, who wants to defend America. You're not going to have an America if you don't. America is on a short lease. Going to hell. We got a lot of churches. We got a lot of preachers. We have a lot of Bibles we printed. But too bad we haven't read them and followed them. They stopped preaching the salt of the gospel. Stop warning about sin. You don't even find people talking about sin. Now, Franklin Graham does. That's why he's gotten into some trouble with people because he stands by 
the traditional male-female marriage, among other things. But the bottom line of it is, is that God wants people to be redeemed. He wants to restore them and heal them, but if they won't repent, then they're in his wrath. So when we talk about, as we move on here, Part 7, the day of the trumpet, the governor of the nations. You know, when you talk about a trumpet, and I was in a band. I was in band for four years, I think it was. I played a saxophone. I read notes. I love music. And I, I love a lot of different kinds of music. And I love the orchestras. But when you hear the brass section and the trumpets blowing out, that's just an amazing thing. That is when they get the notes right. You see, so it is with the shofar and the trumpet. And the trumpet signifies a lot of things. An awakening, listening. It gives warning on the faithful event when you're a watchman from the tower. And you see the enemy approaching the gates. Say, like the gates of Jerusalem when the Assyrians came after them. This is Sennacherib. It didn't end well for Sennacherib or his army. Because the Lord God defended Jerusalem, literally. So the watchman will blow the shofar or the trumpet and give warning to the people in the city. It was used also when the children of Israel were coming out of the land of Egypt being delivered that they had the different groups situated different places. They had, you know, the ram's horn shofar which would blow calling the people to various things. They had different sounds. And even today on the feasts and stuff, you know, you'll find people that will blow the shofar. The shofar and the trumpet symbolizes freedom, deliverance. Because on one day, there is going to be a final trumpet. The day of the trumpet. When it sounds. Now you see, when you are a people that reject the Lord God, reject his teachings, reject who he is, and Paul lines that out real well in Second Thessalonians 2. In fact, he goes on to say that the Lord God will send a delusion. So the Lord God who wants to redeem mankind actually becomes an enemy to the people because they don't want nothing to do with him. Because they want to. And, you know, you read John 3.16. Everybody knows that. Follow the few verses after that. And it'll tell you that people won't come to the light because they love darkness more. Or the wickedness. The wicked ways. They refuse to repent. And we're going through a number of the scriptures that say the day of the Lord. Now, of course, some of the most famous prophecies are found in Joel. And we're going to be in Joel for a bit. Joel one fifteen. Alas, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Now you see, the day of the Lord is not a destruction for everybody. Today as believers, 
We're not an enemy of the Lord God. We're the sons of God, the children of God. He went to his own. This is John, the first chapter. He went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. And these who believe were not born again, but by the Spirit. And they were not born again by the will of man. It was entirely an act of God. Alas for the day. For the day of the Lord is at hand as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Now John the Revelator writes about some words similar to this. When the wicked are all gathered together, the rich and poor alike, and they call upon the rocks to fall on them, and hide us from he who sits upon the throne, for the day of his wrath has come. And the intimation, you know, the indication, you know, the truth of that verse is, is that the wicked have always known who the real Lord God was. Because in that verse it shows you they... They're hiding because they know what it is going to happen. For the day of his wrath. Why? Because it's so unlike anything they've ever seen. So it has to be his wrath. Read Romans chapter 1. Because there are those who do wicked things and they know that people who do those things are worthy of death. But they not only do them, but they encourage others to do them too. That is America today in the world. And so you got two routes to go. Be born again through Yahshua. Jesus Christ our Lord. For he will receive us unto himself. And if you're not his child, somebody who has repented and follows him and honors him, then you're an enemy. And that day will come as destruction. And it'll come as destruction, but then once your body's destroyed, your spirit leaves, and it's going to be standing on that great day, the great white throne judgment, and you'll have to stand for the deeds done in this body. So this is nothing to snit about, be bitchy about, ignore it, criticize it, laugh at it. Because the joke in the end will be on you. Joel 2.1 Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm for my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh for it is nigh at hand. You see Joel was prophesying at a time when Judah had troubles. And, of course, the northern tribes had troubles. They had been carried away by the Assyrians at some point by Sennacherib's dad, who was a great warrior. And, of course, he conquered the northern tribes and carried them away. And, of course, when you get into Jeremiah, he was the final prophet to really deal with them. There was other prophets around, but he was the major prophet warning Judah to repent. For a long time he did that. 
Joel 2.11, And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is great, very great. For he, he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Who can stand it? Who can get through it? Only those who know the Lord. Period. Even Isaiah, who warned of the judgment on Judah, in Isaiah chapter 3, he says, uh, the Lord tells him, Tell the righteous that shall be well with him, for he shall eat the fruit of his doings. Now see, there's one thing about the Lord. What you sow, you're going to reap. There's fruit. Look in John 15. And you'll find more about that fruit. About the unity. And for us today... You know, when we talk of the day of the Lord, it can be, you know, there is a final day of the Lord when everything will end. And we see that day mentioned in Revelation with the coming of the Lord. But there's also the day of the Lord when God sends judgment to a nation and a people to wake them up or because of the sins they've done. And the one classic example is Nineveh. But you see, Nineveh repented. But they forgot, and 70 years later they were destroyed because they didn't stay repented. You see, because you're not going to <laughs> escape this judgment. And there is a little thing that I use a lot, and it comes out, out of, <clears throat> of course, the Bible. You'll find it in the prophets. Three words. Fear, F-E-A-R, the pit, and the snare. Between those three things, when God executes the day of the Lord, you are captured. The fear. Because you'll see it coming afar off, but it'll be too late to do anything. So you flee from it, which is typical. We see that in war. What did they do when Russia invaded the Ukraine? Well, people left. That's fleeing. Okay? That's what fear does. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm not going to stick around. Good idea. Fear motivates you. The snare and the pit, or the pit and the snare. Because both of those are things where you get captured. You fall into the judgment in the end. You flee for fear, but yet you're still caught up in it. There's always the snare connected to this. That catches you because there's so many things going on. It is so dangerous. People will kill you in an instant to take your transportation and food so they can live longer. It causes all kinds of things. The breakdown in society. The pit. That's where you fall into the pit and you do not recover. The fear, pit, and the snare. Three things, metaphors, used to describe the fullness of the day of the Lord. Because when it comes, and it came for Assyria. Perfect example again. Because when they got to the gates of Jerusalem, they were convinced Jerusalem was theirs. After all, Sennacherib's father destroyed the other tribe. Israel in the north. Hmm. 
And so when Sennacherib and all of his gang got there, of course, Rabshakeh was out there taunting them on the wall. And they were listening. Hezekiah was the king. Isaiah was a prophet around at that time. See, because for them, it was a snare. Because God was going to use Assyria to wake up Judah. And this is as a warning that you need to get right with me and stay that way. Now, Hezekiah, when he came on the scene, had to repair the damage done by the previous rulers. And it was a mess because they had fell away. See, and in like manner in America, when you throw out the gospel, when you throw out the Lord God, when you throw out the Judeo-Christian heritage in this country, you're throwing out the thing that actually blessed this nation. We don't care about Klaus Schwab. We don't care about NATO. We don't care about the UN. We don't care about the global bodies of men. Well, it is not right to have a Christian nation. Who says you? Because you don't believe? You cannot believe. I don't care if you don't believe. I mean, I had to repent. I came to the end of my rope. I was out on a lonely stretch of highway in a truck, and there was someone in the cab of that truck with me. The Spirit of the Living God. And out in the middle of nowhere, alongside the road, I was the only one there, except the cars passing, and they would see this guy off to the side on his knees praying. I met God in the desert. You weren't around. Trump wasn't around. Hitler wasn't around. Nobody wasn't around except for the Spirit of the Lord. That day, and I can go to pretty close the same spot right now. I know where it was. I know the truck I was driving. I know the circumstances that got me out there. And I've been on that road for a long time my entire life but see the issue is you need to repent before the day of the Lord I mean you go through the day of the Lord you know common sense is going to tell you repent let the power of the Lord come over you and heal you. But see, we love our money. We love our dark deeds. We're not going to go. Joel 2.11. He has an army. He has a camp. That's where the army stays. His army is the angelic host. His camp is the throne of God, is the heavenly Zion. His word goes out. He calls the things into existence. When the Lord comes again, the, the symbolism in Revelation, he has a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. In other words, when he comes, the thing that he speaks 
will end everything. He's not going to come down and physically fight you. He's Lord of Lord and Kings of King, a King of Kings. You won't even be able to stand before him. Even when he was on earth, when he was taken to go to the authorities, his betrayer was there with a group of them with swords. They were going to take the Lord of Glory with swords. And he met him. And he says, who do you seek? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth. Of course, they didn't say Jesus. That's the English. In the Greek, it's Jesus. I-E-S-O-U-S. You'd have to look in the Latin or one of the other languages. And he says, well, I am he. Take me and let these others go. But when he spoke, they all fell backward. See, he could have called for all the armies of heaven and been delivered that day. And if he'd have done that, then we wouldn't have had no redeemer, no atoning blood. Because by the blood was atonement made. In the Old Testament, atonement was made with the blood of bulls and goats. In the New Covenant, the atonement was made by the Son of God. And he just didn't become a Son of God. Jesus Christ, Yahshua, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Before Abraham was, I am, he said. He had always been. He had always had glory with the Father. He just didn't become. That's for people that don't understand and want to diminish and destroy who he is. He calls himself the Son of Man because, like us, you know, I was birthed by my mother, but the Son of Man... It's the men who carry the sperm who fertilizes the egg. Otherwise, the egg is going to sit there and do nothing. The Son of Man. He came down, emptied himself, and became the Messiah. Willing to die on the cross, knowing full well that these pompous humans... He could destroy with one word. But he submitted himself obediently to the will of the Father. To fulfill righteousness, to redeem us. So spare me your stupidity by telling me how mean and nasty God is. Now I've been doing Isaiah purposely. We're going our own times table and we're in part we did part 131 yesterday and that was one of the best episodes we've had and I can tell you in all this time we've been doing it and we've been doing it for a long time there is no doubt When you go through that, you're going to learn something. And you will find out about men and nations and how God is the governor and how God works. Joel 2.31, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. <clears throat> now we've already seen this fulfilled several times moon turned into blood now I I can envision this two ways the moon turning red as it does 
like unto blood. But I can also see the moon turning into a literal blood, especially when the Lord comes again and there's judgment on the wicked. Because there is the judgment of the blood in Revelation. And the people that are here are not going to like it. Because he will destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And another one that is very, very telling, Joel 3.14, very, very popular scripture. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The valley of decision is mentioned twice, multitudes is twice. The day of the Lord is once. The day of the Lord is the focus of the verse. The valley of decision is also a focus because of the day of the Lord. Because everybody, even today, even if you're not in the valley of decision, literally, on the day of the Lord right now, you are in a valley of decision right now, and multitudes are there in America and around the world as what are they going to do with the Lord. And there are multitudes and multitudes of people that are blinded and are following other gods. But we're also finding there's many within those religions are finding the truth of Yeshua. You see, we're not here to make a treaty with you on who the Lord is. Now, some pastors have already done that. One not too long ago. A younger guy who openly tells his followers that there's more than one way to get to heaven. No, there ain't. You see, that verse is not only about the day of the Lord, but it has a lot of meaning. You see, you're not alone in that decision. There's multitudes and multitudes of people in this valley right now. And it's not even the day of the Lord. But they're making the decision. And that decision will determine the outcome on the day of the Lord for them. Because I'm not going to run from the Lord. I'm going to run to the Lord. I'm not going to tell the rocks to fall on me. I'm going to run to him. He is the Lord. I'm waiting. Isaiah is a tremendous verse I like. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. He will save us. We have waited for him. And we have waited for him. And we continue to wait for him. And we will continue to wait until he either comes or in time when we put off this body, we will see him then. But we will witness, we will preach, we will have faith, no matter what Biden does, no matter how many people comes across the border, no matter what happens in the world, no matter how many bombs go off, no matter how wicked people are, no matter how nuclear things are going off, I am not going to be motivated by fear. I'm not going to be motivated by Putin. I'm not going to be motivated by the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm not going to be motivated by your ability to cause trouble for me, my family, or anybody else. I'm going to be motivated by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, and my love for the Lord, and my dedication to Him. Now, you can do whatever you want to do. But you need to remember what Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego told the king. I'm sorry, O king. We're not going to bow down. We can't bow down to your throne, to your image. We will not. Our God is able to deliver us, they said. But even if he does not, we will not bow down. Nor worship that image. 
Habakkuk. The last several verses in Habakkuk chapter 3. You'll read them in there. It's the hall. It, it is that last stand of faith. Because Habakkuk went to the Lord and told him how bad things were. When are you going to do something? Well, the thing the Lord was going to do wasn't quite what Habakkuk was ready for. He was going to bring in a very nasty nation, known to be very, very brutal, barbaric. And they would come in and invade. Well, why would you use someone more wicked than us to do to judge us? Well, he found out. And so will you, America. Amos. And see, this is another thing. I don't desire to see the day of the Lord. I don't fear it. I want to see the Lord. But I don't just, you know, long for the day that they're all destroyed. I want people to repent. Amos 5.18, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. See, if you're not right with God, the last thing you would want is the day of the Lord. And as believers, we don't wish evil upon those, even those who oppress us. We want them to stop. We'll pray for them to stop. We'll rebuke the powers and principalities behind them. We will rebuke them. And the Lord will even, according to Paul, it is a righteous thing for the Lord to trouble those who persecute you. And he will. The day of the Lord is not going to be fun. Not at all. Amos 5.20. This is actually in a context. 5.18 through 20. But 5.20. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness not light? Even very dark and no brightness? There will be one bright. And that is the Lord. Because he will shine. As 10,000 sons. But the day of man, when he is in the midst of the day of the Lord, is going to be dark. It is going to be brutal. And it's nothing you want to go through. Obadiah 1.15 For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. There you go. <laughs> we got a lot of them. The goy, the goyim, the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. For whatsoever you do, it shall be done unto you. Zephaniah 1, 7 and 8. Hold thy peace at the presence of the Lord God. For the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice, and he hath bid his guests. And it shall come to pass in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the prince, the king's children, and all such as are clothed with strange apparel. Verse 14 of Zephaniah, chapter 1. The great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and hasteth greatly. Greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord and the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. Verse 18, neither is there silver and their gold, uh, neither shall their silver or gold be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he shall make even a, speed, a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Now that's uh, 
Zephaniah 1, 7, 1, 8, 1, 14, 1, 18, all in chapter 1. And of course, we know that the day of the Lord hit the northern tribes and they were carried away. And we know that the day of the Lord hit Judah. <clears throat> and make no mistake, we know for a fact, and according to Jeremiah's writing, that the, the princes and the king's children, many of those that are <laughs> involved at the time, they were punished. And clothed with strange apparel. If you're not clothed in the Lord, then you're in strange apparel. You're wicked. They didn't follow what God had told them to do. In the New Testament, <clears throat> we have redemption through Christ. But we're expected to walk in a manner, in John 1 says, as we walk in the light, we walk in the light as he is the light. Then we have fellowship with the Lord. And the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's a fellowship there in the light. In Zephaniah 2, uh, before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the shaft, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. The next verse. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be you shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Now see, before the decree comes forth, before the day pass, because when the day comes, just as shaft is blown away, by the wind, especially when you're, you have already reaped the wheat, uh, the wheat, you have cut it down, and you're throwing it up in the air to get rid of the, of the chaff. Well, so it is when the Lord's anger come and bring judgment, you're as mere chaff. So you seek the Lord before that time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you seek the Lord. Right now, today is the day for you to prepare of the day of the Lord and all the judgments. Today is the day to prepare for the fall of America by seeking the Lord. Today is a day, no matter what comes, prepare yourself. Father, we thank you for this word and for all those that have heard this word. Bless this to their heart. Help them to be prepared. Help them to be motivated not by fear but by understanding and coming to you for forgiveness and finding your love. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Now, next week we will begin with the one last verse we have out of Zechariah. And we have Zephaniah. We had a lot in Zephaniah. And we have one in Zechariah. That we'll start with. Don't forget to go by our websites. At warn-usa.com danaglinsmith.com Also check out my book, The Rising. You can look for it by Googling it. And if you do that, Google The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Put the whole thing out there because there's a lot of books called The Rising. And there are some good parts in that book that are prophetic, real prophetic. It's a good read. Check out the book The Rising. Get a copy, read it, and then leave comments. Until next week, you be safe. Be blessed. Shalom.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.